surgery. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 90th episode of Captain's Quarters Podcast. Cheers to you, Mr. Longwood. Uh, we think that Gunner Hellfire is adrift at sea in the internet internet sea that we can't see. And maybe he'll be here, maybe he won't. But if not, that's all right. But our hopes that he will keep his nose above water. <laughs> uh, our other crew member is Miss Mandy, and she's out in Utah. And because of the time difference, sometimes she can't always be around, and that's all right. I have Davey here, and he can control just about everything we need to control. So, how do you find us, ladies and gentlemen? Why, that's YouTube. Get that QR code. That'll get you right straight to our YouTube at Captain's Quarters Podcast. And every week, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, you can watch a new episode of Captain's Quarters Podcast. But all during the week, go to YouTube, and you can watch any of our past 90 episodes and keep up with all the things we've done and all the great guests we've had. So QR code us, QR code us, like us, subscribe to us, and follow along. You never know what we're going to have out. We'll be showing you a whole list of all the guests. We have guests all the way up to November now. We have every week planned out all the way up till November and December, and even then I'm getting calls for some of that. So you want to join us? Could be pirates, could be history. It's always going to be fun. So join us on YouTube, Captain's Quarters Podcast. Thank you, Mr. Davey. And as we always do, ladies and gentlemen, Eight Bells is sponsored by the Rikers family of reenactors, great members of the St. Augustine Swashbucklers, and reenactors of their own right. Mr. Davey, how many do we have today? Four. Four it is. Let me get my specs in so I can read them. Ladies and gentlemen, George Kendall Tickner was an American rock musician who played rhythm guitar and co-wrote songs as a founding member of Journey. Prior to joining Journey, Tickner was a member of the San Francisco psychedelic rock band Frumius Bandersnatch. Boy, there's a name you might not be able to pronounce if you've been drinking rum. Along with fellow Journey founder Ross Valeroy. He was 76 years old. Donald C. Reinhoud was an American powerlifter and strongman. He won the IPF Powerlifting Super Heavyweight Championship four consecutive times, 73, 4, 5, and 6, and won the world's strongest man in 79. Widely considered to be one of the greatest powerlifters of all times, Reinhardt set over 40 powerlifting records throughout his career and held all four of the powerlifting records to this day. His world record raw total of 2,391 pounds set in 75 stood for 80, 38 years. He was 78 years old. Andrea Lynn Evans was an American actress and producer. She was most recognized for, his portray for her portrayal of Tina Lord on the ABC soap opera One Life to Live, a role she played from 78 to 81 and from 85 to 90, returning in 2008 and 2011. Evans also appeared on the soap operas The Young and the Restless, The Bold and the Beautiful, and Passions. She was 66 years old. 
and Jeffrey Carlson was an American Broadway films, television actor, and singer known for his role as the transgender character Zoe Looper on the long-running daytime soap opera All My Children. He won a GLAAD Media Award for Outstanding Daily Drama in 2007 for his storyline. He appeared in the title role of Lorenzas... I can't pronounce that word, you guys. Maybe you're really trying to get me today. In the play by Alfred D. Mossat at the Shakespeare Theatre Company in Washington, D.C. and returned in June 28 to play Hamlet. He was only 48 years old, ladies and gentlemen. 48. As always, to the fans and family and friends of these four great icons of our entertainment world and this country, we play eight bells. Aye, cheers to them. On that note, of course, it's time for Joke of the Week with Mini Mayhem, which is sponsored by Shiver Me Pictures. And happy fifth birthday to Shiver Me Pictures. We may be talking about them a little bit more later on in the show. But go ahead with Joke of the Week. Oh, hi, mates. Mini Mayhem here with the Joke of the Week, sponsored by Shiver Me Pictures. Why did the pirate get lost? Think about it, and I will give you the answer at the end of the show. Why did the pirate get lost? Well, we'll have the reveal on that joke at the very end of the show, again sponsored by Shiver Me Pictures. They can come to any event, set up their booth with pirate theme, and take all the pictures you want, and put your name of your event on the picture for you, so it's great advertising also. It is time for Quote of the Week with Spyglass Travel. Now, Spyglass Travel, if you want a great walking tour of St. Augustine, my friends at Spyglass Travel will give it to you. They are actually listed as one of the ten top walking tours in the entire United States. That's a pretty good thing to be a part of. If you need a good walking tour, see my friend Kevin Rose at Spyglass Travel. For now, though, what's that quote of the week? We don't stop playing because we grow old. We grow old because we stop playing. George Bernard Shaw. That's a good one. And for some reason, I think that was referencing me, wasn't it, Davy? <laughs> yeah, I understand. Yes, I'm growing older, but I will not stop playing. That's the point. Very good, Davy. Very good one. And, of course, question of the week. Now, this is sponsored by Ancient City Sirens, our sister crew of all female pirates and sirens that dance and sing and have a good time. They are part of our crew. Miss Jean and I have done work together now for 16 or 17 years. And it's wonderful to have somebody that way that you can work with. Here's our question in honor of our guest coming up in just a few minutes. How many remember the many ways as a child we were taught to remember fire safety? Do you still remember any of them? I'll give you one first right off the bat. Stop, drop, and roll. Let's see if anybody remembers anything else from that time frame. And or maybe we'll have some more modern ones brought up by our guest in just a few minutes. But for now, crew adventures completed. We don't have much going on, but Davy did get a picture. Ladies and gentlemen, the front man there in the long white beard is Chad Cook. He is the current captain of Ancient City Privateers. And about a month and a half ago, he got everybody together, the, the different crews, and asked all of them if they would put up 
some money to help out. And the young lady in the white top and the green kilt standing to his right um, is Janice, and the man behind her is Keith. Janice and Keith, Janice has some, some huge health issues that are going on in their life right now, and it's making it very tough for them. So Chad decided he would see if the pirates would help out. Janice and Keith have been a huge part of the pirate community for many, many years. And of course, us pirates, this is what we do is we try to help out our own also. If I believe right, Davey, you can correct me on this, but wasn't the amount they collected about $3,100? $3,200, Captain. $3,200 that they gave to them. I know that the St. Augustine Swashbucklers and the Ancient City Sirens, our sister crew, we were responsible for $1,150 of that. One-third of it was what we posted up to help these people out. And that's what we do. Most of all the red shirts that are there are all Ancient City privateers. The two heads in the very, very back that you can barely see is Miss Kara and Miss Melinda, both part of the St. Augustine Swashbucklers. I could not attend this event because of things that I had to do at the museum, but they were represented also. And if you look really close to the right behind the woman in the aqua, why, look at that. It's Davey Longwood representing the podcast right there. So ladies and gentlemen, we were well represented for the week. They went over to No Name Bar, bragged about the money, gave the money to the couple that needed it, and then whined that it was too hot, so they went somewhere where they could go and eat a sandwich in the cool air of Barefoot Bills. Yes, I did mention Barefoot Bills because they've been a good sponsor of some of our work before in the past, and we hope we'll bring them back again. So there you have it. Queer Adventures on the Horizon, ladies and gentlemen. There's a whole lot to talk about. I don't think I'm going to list them all, but look at that list right there. 29th of July, the St. Augustine Swashbucklers will be out at the fairgrounds being a part of the Staples Kids Fest. That's where they're going to start collecting all kinds of school supplies for the children of St. John's County. Seawolf Privateers down in Flagler College, or Flagler College, Flagler County, will have their third murder mystery, August 4th and 5th. And I don't believe I know the name of it. Do, do you know the name of it, Davey? I have never captain. All right. We'll have it by next week. But if you want tickets, we'll have the listing and the website so you can get tickets. Uh, we attended the first one. Mr. Davey and I got conned into being actors in the second one. And the third one, I'm just going to go down and enjoy. 26th of August, Dances of the Heart, put on by Blue Lotus and the Ancient City Sirens. Ancient City Con is September 15, 16, and 17 out of World Golf Village. That's a big thing for Captain Mayhem, but also the crew of the Swashbucklers. And we'll be doing some live podcast videos out there also. Talk Like a Pirate Day, September 18th. That's a Monday night. The show that night will have guests from California, Washington, Nashville, Orlando, and St. Augustine all on the show at the same time. Panama City Beach Pirate Festival in October 6th, 7th, and 8th, the St. Augustine Swashbucklers. And of course, October 7th is DJs for PJs, put on by the Seawolf Privateers down there, making it nice for all the families that have foster children. I won't list any of the other things, but the 21st, 22nd, 27th, 28th, and 29th all have something to do with Halloween. All put on by the Seawolf Privateers, Blue Lotus, Ancient City Sirens, and the St. Augustine Swashbucklers. On that note, I should mention one more since we got up that far. November 4th, our own quartermaster will be getting married. And so the entire crew will be busy on November 3rd and 4th. You can imagine what we'll be up to. We'll be playing that every week, and if you have an event, 
If you're a pirate crew and have an event and want to be a part of what we do, all you got to do is let us know. All you got to do is just jump in and let us be an advertising venue for you. I know what everybody will be up to, Captain, during that time. What's that? <laughs> now you know why all the rum is gone. Yes, I guess that's probably it right there. Yes. Now, on that note, do we have a video highlight of the week there, Mr. Davey? Um, um, since our we do, I, one of our sponsors, Shivering Pictures, she sent me a, a little short video, brand new one. So I think we should we should go that up. So a big year in operation. So let's play that video, Mr. of college with grades straight from hell I browsed for a trade in which I could excel an ad for a ship in need of some manning men sails on purpose but lacking a captain what luck says I to find such good fortune a few white lies later I ran down the pier bought me a coat and a cutlass or two jumped on the deck and I yelled at the crew hoist up the thing ran down the what's it What's that thing spinning? Somebody should stop it. Turn our support. Now I've got it. Trust me, I'm in control. I can't sing the shanties, it has to be said. And all of that grog just goes right to my head. Whale meat is gross and I miss a girl's laugh. Five weeks at sea, even Dave seems a catch. Hoist up the thing, bat down the what's it? What's that thing spinning? Somebody should stop it. Turn our support, that's not cool. Now I've got it. Trust me, I'm in control. There's no land to be seen The food's getting low and the beer has gone green There's murmurs of discontent under the deck If I don't act fast, it could be my neck So pull up the charts and those weird gold machines I see what it says, but no clue what it means Just pull on some levers and yank off some chains Pain about back till we've landed again What's that thing spinning? Somebody should stop it. Turn our support. Now I've got it. Trust me, I'm in control. Hoist up the thing. Bang down the what's it. What's that thing spinning? Somebody should stop it. Turn our support. Now I've got it. Trust me, I'm in control. Hoist up the thing. Bang down the what's it. What's that thing spinning? Somebody should stop it. Turn our support. Is she watching us tonight? Yes. Yes. Good. Well then, happy birthday to you, Scarlet Deerheart, for your five years of Shiver Me Pictures. And notice I got it right. I credit to the longest Johns for the song. Of course, great idea to give them credit. Very, very good. So ladies and gentlemen, that brings us up to our guest. 
So it is my privilege and my pleasure to have another, what I consider icons of our community, people that are in the leadership of our community. So ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Davey, show him that wonderful, there it is there, St. John's County Service Fire Department here, and Miss Stephanie Wally, Whaley, and Josh, one of the cadets, that's why my picture was off to the side. Miss Stephanie Whaley is the Deputy Chief of the St. John's County Fire Department, Fire and Rescue, I guess would be the proper way to say it, right? All right. right. So, everybody say hello. Good. You got to go. And we're going to talk to them, but before we talk to them, I want to do something. I'm going to go ahead and get it out of the way now. I hadn't decided when I was going to do it, but I'm going to do it now. Their cadet program that they have for the fire department has only been in existence for 18 months, give or take. They'll celebrate their second year um, in January of 2024. Yes. All right. So we had found out about them, and many of you that came to both either our Spooktacular in October last year or our um, Pirate Festival in January last year, um, or this year, um, they might have met some of these, these cadets. Josh was one of them. You worked both of those events, did you? Yes, sir. Yeah, very good. And so we wanted to do something to help them out because we're going to talk about one of the things they do. They do it twice a year. But to help them out a little bit, the St. Augustine Swashbucklers, you got a picture of that, Mr. Davey? I do. Look how good technology is. The St. Augustine Swashbucklers is going to give them $500 for the cadet program. Wow. And there is $500 out of Thank our bank you account so much. for you. And because the program's a great program, and I gotta say this, every one of the young adults, I'm not gonna call them kids, uh, they're not kids, all these young adults that were there, they were responsible, they, um, it, it, it's really tough sometimes uh, to have, have somebody say yes sir all the time. That's old military training for me, I really like it. But they, they just did a great job taking care of security, helping us set up things, and a few of the parents even came out and helped us out. Your dad was one of them, wasn't he? Yes, sir. Your dad came out and helped us out, too. So tell us more about the, the, the program. How did it start? Who wanted it? Who wanted to get it started? And how did it fall in your lap? Gosh. Um, so I guess it kind of started when I was the operations chief for Fire Rescue. I had the privilege of being the operations chief for about two and a half years for the department. And it was during that time that we noticed, um, you know, we all have an end date as far as, you know, being a firefighter is kind of a young man's job at times, and we all have that retirement date. So looking into the future and, and seeing that we, we need a need, we have a need um, to continue um, trying to find recruitment avenues. Uh, this was just one of those many avenues that we use for uh, potential future employees was the cadets. And, you know, reaching out to that, group of individuals, 14 to 21, they're still wondering what they're gonna do when they grow up. You know, some of them are still in middle school, so we're kinda of catching them early where they can start thinking about that. So that's kinda of how it all grew. I brought it up the chain to our, uh, our administration. They were on board with it and kind of snowballed into uh, the first open house that we had at the beginning of January, and then we held our first meeting the end of January of 2022. And you have one of your first Board of Directors meetings coming up. Is we that, do, yeah. we do. So we have our uh, our first one is a 501c3. That's one of the, the needs we have is to have a board. Um, so 
We are having our first board money money. I'm sorry, meeting sometime the end of J July. I'm not sure the date. She yet. is drinking water. <laughs> I can attest to that. And I'm drinking juice. Sorry. Many of you, many of you know, I'm drinking juice right now. I had a health issue uh, two weeks ago, um, and most of my my friends, my family, my fans all know I, I had me a small mini stroke. Oh. And so that's a wake-up call. So there's no rum in my glass right now. I've taken a break from drinking rum and beer for a little bit um, just to get back on the order of things. Um, besides that, um, it, it's really embarrassing to, to, to have the extra weight on and then have some young guy like this come in and stand in the place here. So um, the cadet program has how many people in it? How many How many? So young people. We have about um, 35 that are currently enrolled in the program. And it's not just guys, it's girls no, too. we have a lot of girls. You have girls, is it, is, it, is, it, is it pretty even or is there I more men? I would say it's about 60-40 right now, men over the, the girls, the females. Now, I, I, Josh, you can help me remember the name, but there was one of the girls that came out that did some of the security and, and she couldn't come and help us for another event because she had to go to um, a prom or something, right? Yes. Yes. Do you remember who that was? It was either uh, Anna. Dark haired girl. Oh, uh, Addison. Addison. That's right. It was Addison. I remember. So later on, after that event, we saw pictures of her in her prom dress. She does not look like what should be a fire person. I'll tell you <laughs> why. She was very lovely and she had a great time and she was actually sorry. She came to show me the picture to prove to me why she couldn't be there. She really wanted to be there to us. Mm -hmm. So that was very, very cool of her. How long have you been with the St. John's Fire Department? It'll be 28 years, October 1st. Really? I was 12 when I started. No, <laughs> I would have said 14. Oh, you're right. So, Josh, you've been with the whole the cadet program the entire time, right? You're one of the originals. Yes, sir. So why do you, why do you like doing the cadet program? Well, it gets me out to a job I've been wanting to do since I was real, real young. I've been wanting to be a firefighter and uh, get to help people like on ride-alongs. And um, I get to meet people who go and be a good leadership in our community. And I always want to be someone people can look up to. Firefighters are one of them. Police officers and sheriff departments the other. Um, I always say EMT, firefighter, sheriff, or law enforcement of any type and teachers. Mm -hmm. Those are the ones that we really need to, to, to culture, to cultivate, and to respond and respect to. Mm -hmm. So you picked a good 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 choice for your your horizons. Yes, sir. And now you're 18? Uh, 17th of this month, I'll turn 18. Yeah, and you're, where do you go to high school? I've graduated. You graduated already? Yes, sir. Wow. So you have decided you're going to go to the firefighter's program and, and become a real firefighter now? Yes, sir. Very good. Well, that's that's wonderful. So, once he becomes a firefighter, though, mm -hmm. can he still work with the cadet program? He can, yes. Um, so, once he um, is hired somewhere, he can no longer be a cadet as a child cadet, but he could be a cadet advisor, which is what I, I am and all the other um, co-workers of mine that help out with the cadet program. Well, you're such a fine example. I hope, just on a small piece of advice, I hope that that is something you do stick with the program even as, a, as an adult because these kind of programs our young people need direction they do. they do and they need direction that doesn't include one of these things mm -hmm. so we have a rule josh yes what's uh, that rule our rule one of our new rules are uh, no cell phones while in a meeting or uh, doing a fundraiser event or any sort of event for cadets see that's a good thing it's a distraction it is it is a distraction it really is so Two times a year you go to firefighter games? What do you want to call it? What sure. are they? 
they're they're called cadet games and they're run through the Florida Fire Chiefs Association. So there are other cadet programs around the state. There are. Our winter games, we actually found some cadet groups from North Carolina. Warren, I remember Warren County, mm -hmm. North Carolina was one of them. They came down to compete against the Florida teams, and that was in Orlando. And then this summer, the end of July, we're going to Gainesville for the second annual summer games. Now, you did the summer games last year. We did. How did you do? We scored a trophy. Mm-hmm. Yep. Really? Third one. Third, third place in MCI, which is multi-casualty incident. Was it? Mm -hmm. I thought. Oh yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. We got that also. Don't, don't question the chief in public. Right? That was the MCI one, and then I think it was second place. And then mm -hmm. um, the Winter Games, we um, we got two trophies. We were able to earn that, and the I think the biggest takeaway from the Winter Games was the fact that um, other cadet posts and advisors were coming up to us saying how um, much sportsmanship our crew had. That was there. We had we brought twelve with us. And they were cheering on the other teams and shaking hands and telling them a good job. And I think that speaks to their character. It does. More than more than the trophies that they took home. My apologies. I'm not trying to be rude, but this thing keeps going off. People should know that I don't. <laughs> at 8 o'clock at night on Mondays, I'm not going to answer my phone. <laughs> we know where you are. We know where I'm at. Very good. So what, let's, let's talk about the games. How many different games are there? There's usually... Around six to seven, I would say six to seven activities uh, that cons consist of that consist of fire, uh, EMS, and they usually involve some sort of special uh, activity that involves like special operations on the fire ground. Whether it, like this time it's water rescue and uh, operations, which is rapid intervention. Uh, that's where we go and locate a down firefighter and uh, help bring them out. Uh, into safety and provide aid um, and then last year it was uh, the, the hazmat mm -hmm. um, what's it called? ERG. E ERG which is a book we use if you roll up on the scene of a hazmat situation and we don't exactly know what the uh, placard is we can look it up and see what type of chemical or hazardous material it is very cool so what's your favorite contest in that or your favorite game to play in? Well, this one would probably be RIT. Which um, is, explain it. It's a rapid intervention uh, team. That's where if a firefighter calls a mayday, they call a RIT team that's a special group or a group assigned and they're outside of the fire waiting with tools and uh, if they call a mayday, they're the ones going to help the firefighter get out. So uh, That's a cool one. Yes, sir. That's a so cool one. What, what's happening is with this is uh, there's a dummy in a maze. We're blindfolded. We're in uh, full uh, personal protective equipment, and uh, we're following a, a charged hose line. We have to go find the victim, uh, package them up, and then head them head head out. And you're blindfolded. Yes, sir. Is this to give the simulation that you can't see because of all the smoke? Correct. Yes, sir. Make and, it as real as possible. And a charged hose means that it's it's full of water. Mm -hmm. um, is it, is it capped so you're just carrying it because of the weight? So it's already laid out. They don't have to pull it. Um, in, that, in that one, they don't have to pull. But it simulates that normally the firefighter, when he's going down, he's either, you know, he's performing some operation on the fire ground, whether it's, and at this, you know, simulation is he's at the nozzle. And that's why the hose line, we follow it in. It's a charged hose line, and he's found at the end by the nozzle. Oh, so all right. he had an emergency when he was when he was using the nozzle. That's, that's an interesting program. That would be... 
And the coolest thing is to watch these kids leave their comfort zone so and learn to work together as a team because it is not, you know, these kids need to know if they're going to go and look for a future in the fire service, I don't care what patch they have on their shoulder. You know, all fire departments are the same. It's a team event. It's definitely not a job if you like to work alone that you want to go into. So it's teaching these kids. That's uh, a picture of them at their last competition there. Good job, Davey. Davey, you're hired. Yeah, Davey's pretty quick about things. Look at that. And I, I got to give it to these kids. It is hot, hot, hot out there. We're there Tuesdays and Thursdays all day. We start at 9 o'clock in the morning. They do a, a brief uh, warm-up, do some exercises, and start getting stretched out and warmed up. And then they go and start doing their their, uh, their different events. So how many how many cadets go let's let's talk about the one in july how many cadets are going so we're going to do two teams um so there's a total of 12 and then everyone so each team has six they have two alternates but we let the alternates also um compete in some of them they just won't compete they're usually our newer cadets they don't compete as in as many as um some of the the tenured events or right. the tenured cadets would do so what is it if you know, and if this isn't an outer-line question, what does it cost you per cadet? It's a good question. It's a lot of money. So it's $100 registration. Uh, we get down there on a Friday, and um, the all day Saturday, the events are going on Saturday, and then we leave Sunday. So in addition to that $100 uh, registration, we also have to put them up in hotels. So we, we bunk the cadets based on age and gender. Uh, together, but normally it's you know three to four hotel rooms and plus hotel rooms for the advisors because we have to have so many advisors. Obviously, we can't stay in the same rooms. And then all the cadet parents that want to come and watch, they are on their own for getting their own rooms. But that hundred dollar registration fee will cover all their food while they're there. So when they get a challenge coin, it covers the cost of the the awards dinner, um, the trophies and such. And so go ahead, go ahead. Um, there's also a get together in the first night I think right. yeah the first night uh, like this time we're going to Dayton Busters all the cadets from every county that are coming uh, we're getting together and uh, getting to know each other shaking each other's hands making new friends um, and we also have our awards dinner where we, everyone gets their award and um, just hang out like a big cadet family so a hundred dollars per, and you've got twelve cadets going. So you need twelve hundred. That's not enough. Mm -hmm. All right. So anybody that's listening to our show, and we'll be listening for the rest of this week and into next week, if you want to help out, and you want to do something. The easiest way is to send a private message to me, and or use our PayPal account and send money to our PayPal account, swashbucklersplunder at yahoo.com. And anybody that sends any money that is specifically earmarked. For these cadets, I will take and document it coming in, and we will turn around and write them a check and bring, give them more money. Oh, thank you so much. All right. So we only gave them 500 They still need $700 more just for the registration. So let's see what we can do to help them out. Good job, Davey. Look at that. Swashbucklersplunder at yahoo.com. If anybody puts money into that account, and I'll keep up with, with the chief here and uh, let her know what's going on, and we'll see what we can do about helping out and give you a couple more hundred dollars if we can. We appreciate you. Right, we also appreciate you. the volunteer opportunities that you afford us because part of this is us being in the community. Because if they get hired somewhere, they're working as firefighters in their community. So we want to instill that early on that that's what we do. We give back to our community. So. Well, they, make, they, they do a fine job for security for our events and, and 
taking care of the people. We put them on radios so they're not left standing off in a, in a dark corner somewhere. They have radios. And uh, I specifically, like it's spectacular, wander around to those dark corners to make sure all of them are in good shape and they're okay. Mm -hmm. I don't like to let them stand there for too long by, and make them think they've just been put there and been forgotten about. So we'd like to help out and do more. So if anybody wants to help us out, uh, step up. The, the fire cadet program is a good program. So you've been with the program, uh, you've been with the, the fire department for 28 years. 28 years in October. Yes, sir. We wow. started out, I have to give full disclosure, when I started in 1995, we were just EMS. So this county was a lot smaller. Uh, we were run by, um, except for the city of St. Augustine, they had their own uh, fire department, but all on the county was run by um, volunteer departments. So we had 18 different volunteer departments, and then the ambulances were for county employees. And then um, in 97, um, I know our boss came to us and said, do you like working here? If you do, you got to go to fire school. So the 37 of us that were paramedics and EMTs at the time said, we'll go. And it was just in time. We all graduated just in time for the fires in 98 to come and uh, play the south end of our county. And that's how kind of, that was our baptism. Like right there the fire rescue. And, um, yep, so we've been growing ever since. We're did, almost 400 strong. Did you get involved in the fires that were up on the Florida Georgia line? Um, we sent people, but yeah. I, I did not go. So our pirate crew and a couple of other pirate crews, while that was happening, we started collecting cases of water and Gatorade and, and whatever else we could and put a whole bunch of stuff together and make sure it got up there. That's down. awesome. I think we delivered it to the um, fire station right down there off of, um, right down there by Flagler. Yes. The main station. The main we delivered it to um, the main station down there. And I, I, I'd have to go back and look, but, but I, I believe it was like, 150, 200 cases of water. Wow. Um, you great that, work. Yeah, half wow. that in Gatorade. I, I, I will say this, that the, the pirates in the community here, not just my pirates, but the pirates in the community, they do a good job doing for the community. And that's what it's all about. That's the same reason that, that you've got this cadet program and that if you're doing these things at events like mine where you're helping out, um, those are things that you do that if I didn't have people like that, then I'd have to pay people to do it. Mm -hmm. And if I have to pay people to do it, then that cuts down on the profit or the, or the donation profit, sure. as we call it. So having community involvement and having my 50-some pirates be a part of it, plus the cadets, yeah. it, it makes a big difference. It enables us to give more money. And at the end, oh, and look, the powder monkey, he wants to be a firefighter. I, I knew he'd come in here and want to say something about being a firefighter. Thumbs up on firefighting, right? Aye, yep, there you go. So, um, we put out a good question out there. Uh, in just a few minutes, when, when Davey takes back over and gets away from the powder monkey, we'll look and see if anybody put any information on there about old ways to remember fire safety. What is your, you, we, at the beginning of the show, we said stop, drop, and roll. That was one of them. What's another one? I'll put you on the spot now. Nope. So um, I think this is a good plug to put in for fire prevention. Yeah. Uh, so fire prevention week is the first week in October. Yep. And um, I think I'll be in trouble with our, uh, our public educator, Jen Hampton, if I don't give a plug out there. But this year's topic is um, safety in the kitchen. So, um, you know, making sure that you're not drinking too much rum enough that makes you drowsy when you're cooking food, right? Right. Um, so it's everyone's responsibility. Uh, keeping your oven, and, and uh, we go to a lot of oven fires, so keeping your oven clean and that stovetop clear of, of anything that could potentially catch on fire. 
Um, if you're like me, you might um, find the need to disable a smoke detector. You don't want to do that. They're there to alert you and alert others around you, maybe even your neighbors outside. Um, so, What's the secret of... Uh, there's, there's a specific time that everybody is supposed to remember to change batteries on theirs. That would be when we change our clock. So we still changing the clocks this year? Haven't just, I don't think it's been decided oh, yet. That's so what's going to happen when that happens? All huh? right. Well, we'll we have, have to a, come up with something else, won't we? We have Greta, who's our PIO. She'll be having to push out stuff on our Facebook. So we have, have a pretty, come up with pretty active else. Facebook that we'll have to... Yeah, I don't know. So happen. during the year, can you tell me... What, what is the worst time of year for you all to have to work? I mean, the, the more calls you get. Is it Christmas time or is it is it the summer? Because although with all the rain we've gotten lately, we're pretty green around the county. Mm -hmm. um, hopefully that'll stay that way. Um, but so with the heavy rains, then comes the bad car accidents. Oh, that's especially true. Especially on the Highway 95. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, Tourist Development Council, you know, puts those big billboards up that says we have 42 miles of beautiful beaches um, we've had a lot of marine rescue calls here lately. Um, so I think, you know, with different seasons come different types of emergencies. Um, the summer months, besides the rain, is the heavy lightning. And we have a lot of lightning strikes that causes um, problems at, at residents with fires and such like that. So I don't know. What, I don't think we have a slow season anymore. I really don't. Kind of like the tourist season in St. Augustine. There is no slow there tourist season anymore. And then our population, of course, growing. As our population grows, our needs for service, whether it's law enforcement, whether it's fire rescue, or like you said, our schools, you know, we're all, we're all a lot busier than we were. So do you do fire safety programs in all the elementary schools? We do, we do. Do you yes. do them in the, in the middle schools and the high schools too? Um, so we try to do, um, but we hit them, our, our main goal is at the elementary schools. And then I know Jen has been trying to get into some of the middle schools doing some programs there. And then she's busy at the um, high schools doing CPR. So every um, person that graduates a St. John's County school prior to it being law um, is all certified in CPR. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. Well, that's good to know. We, several years ago, and I'm going to say, St. Augustine's Washbucklers has been under my command since about 2009, and probably 12 we did a CPR class for all the but we'd like to do another one for you. So we, we probably, it's probably time for us to do it. We also, we do a, um, um, what's the program called? Um, a, a, a active shooter program. Oh. We did that a couple of years ago. It's about time for us to do that again. Mm -hmm. um, because we do these programs, I mean, Spooktacular and Old City Pirate Festival, uh, we try to make sure that, um, that the crew is knowledgeable on what they may or may not need to do. I'm very lucky. Uh, in that, that, that my quartermaster and my uh, sergeant at arms are are both um, have been in the business before, okay. so to speak, um, and uh, several of my other male members and a few of my female members. In fact, one or two of them are watching tonight. Um, they're prior military, so they'll all keep good heads on their shoulder. But it's always good to have a brush up on these sure, things. Sure. Um, so if we wanted to do a, a, a joint CPR class. Is there a cost for us to, to pay to the county to that? So if you didn't want to be a card-carrying member, if you just wanted to take the class without having the card, it's, it, we would do it for free. It's called Hands-Only CPR. Um, it's one of the more popular programs that they're doing out there in the community. And we touch on AEDs, which is the automated external defibrillators that you're seeing everywhere, even Publix has them. We have them everywhere now. And um, we have them in our library. So you might be having an event somewhere and not realize that there's an AED real close to you. I will say this. The last six and a half years I was in Vegas, 
before I came home, this is my home, I was um, a security boss for a major casino out here. We had AED machines. The nice thing about them, and we're talking, now it's been 15, 16 years, the nice thing about them is they tell you what to do. Absolutely. And you, you, you got to be, you, I hate to say it this way, but you got to be pretty dumb not to be able to use one nowadays. Um, and I've had to, I've, I've used them at least five times. I've done five saves with an AED. Yeah. Um, and they're very... And they save lives. They do save lives. Mm -hmm. They're very useful. Um, I've seen them in Publix. Um, a couple of the places I've seen, a few restaurants have them now, too. Mm -hmm. um, Dentist offices, airports. Well, it's, 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 they're not as expensive as they're, they used to be. No, yeah, they used to be very They used expensive. to be very expensive. They're now reason, at a reasonable rate um, that justifies having it because the first time you use it, it's paid for itself, mm -hmm. basically. It really has. So do you give instructions on the AED? Do, you, do you have one? We will have trainers. Yeah. And um, if we ever teach to a, to a business that has one, we'll try to get a trainer that's like just like that one so we can make sure that they feel most, you know, most um, comfortable with the one that's, that's on their premises. But, yeah, we'll bring trainers. Everybody will get to touch them and, and turn the shock, hit the shock button and turn it on and, and go through the steps. Very cool. Mm -hmm. So during the CPR, do you also do a choking hazard? Yes. And that's important too. Yes. Very important. So. Yeah, we'll teach that as well. Well, anything else you want to throw at me that I haven't asked yet? Um. Now, while you're thinking, mm -hmm. I'm going to throw you under the bus, so to speak. Because last year I thought we were going to lose you because you had th decided you were thinking about going into the Marine Corps. Is there nothing? Nothing makes me more proud than to know young people that want to go into the military. It doesn't matter what branch they go into. But you've made some other decisions now, and you're going to go ahead and go to fire, firefighter school, and you're just going to become a firefighter and, and bypass the Marine Corps altogether right now. Is that, is that, is that your plan? Yes, sir. Nothing wrong with that, I, and I don't bring it up to, to make it something wrong. I think you've made a decision to do what you want to do with your life, and that's a very, very good thing um, because you now have your horizon set. You have your goals set. Now all you have to do is just go through with it. So... And as I said earlier, I don't remember if we said it while we were on the air, but military, fire, police, teachers. Those are the four professions in the United States of America that we need to take care of the most, and we don't do as good a job as we should. Mm -hmm. So but we need to. I mean, I've already made a plan that I might run for president of the United States, awesome. and I've got an idea on how to take care of all that as a pilot. So <laughs> we'll see how that actually goes. So do the cadets get any training in rescuing pets from fire? Oh, awesome. That's a good question. You know, they have not up until this point, but maybe we need to add it because our own firefighters um, get training on, um, you know, what to happen when we pull an animal out and he's in, um, you know, the dog's in cardiac arrest or needs oxygen. So maybe we should add that to the curriculum starting in August. See, there's a, there's, there's a, see what you've done there? Thank you. I like the ideas. <laughs> but... Uh, it's important because they are family. Too. They are family, mm -hmm. and how many times have, and in twenty-eight years, maybe this has happened to you. But how many times have you rolled up on a fire and the owner of the house is, is out, and and then realizes, oh my God, my yeah, pets yeah. are in there, and they want to go back in. Mm -hmm. They can't go back in. Oh yeah, that's scary. We um, our dispatchers, as the unsung heroes behind the headsets, our nine one one dispatchers. They're amazing. Um, you know, when you see that, your, your heart drops because they'll write it in the notes that we tried to get the family to evacuate, but one member went back in to try to find their pet. And, you know, the pets do a really good job of, of hiding and, and finding a place that's low, you know, where the, the oxygen is still there. 
or try to get out. You know, there are some that, that we lose. Um, but, um, yeah, when we see that, that, that person went back in to get their, their, their furry, their furry family member, it's. So it, this question just came into my head, and as I told you before, and as everybody knows, we, we just do no script. We just talk. So you were talking about dispatch. So I'm, I'm going to ask the question because I don't know. Is the sheriff department, police department, fire department all in the same dispatch setup? Now? So they are now. So um, our primary PSAP, so when you call 911 and the person answers the phone and says 911, what's your emergency? That is a member of the sheriff's office, um, their dispatch team. And when the person says, I'm having a heart attack, they immediately transfer it over. They stay on the line because all of their um, officers are trained in first aid and first responder and they have AEDs and their vehicles are a lot faster than ours. So they'll stay on the phone to see if one of their zone deputies can help out and transfer to one of our deputies and then our deputies, I mean, our dispatchers, and then our dispatchers will, will tone out our trucks. So it's, a, it's a group effort for sure. So now the new, in my head, the new combination of sheriff and fire department up on US-1. Yes. There's a tower behind it. Is that a training center also? That is, that's our training, uh, we have a training tower for the south end. Uh, we're actually, we have a new fire chief, um, Scott Bullard, who um, just got named fire chief, but he's been interim since January 3rd of this year. And I know one of his, um, and it was also the outgoing fire chief's uh, missions, main missions too, is to try to find, locate um, some property where we can build our own training center because we've gotten so large. Uh, we do have a great agreement with First Coast Technical. Um, that's where Josh and three of his other cadets will be going to school this fall. Um, they allow us to rent their space as well, but we're second fiddle to the students. So if the students are out there training that day, then they're going to get the drill tower and not our firefighters. So it's really been a big priority of ours to try to, to secure some land and funding to get our own training center. So how long is firefighter school for Josh? How's it, how long is he going to be in school then? It, it depends uh, because there's EMT school, fire one, fire two. I'm in the combination program, so I get my fire one, fire two certification. And I'll get my EMT. That in itself is 27 weeks. And that makes Josh hireable um, as an EMT firefighter. And then, of course, we always talk about what's hireable and what's desirable. And um, the, the uh, students get, have an opportunity to go on to paramedic school after they become EMTs to make them just that much more desirable. Because in St. John's County, we uh, have two paramedics right on every ambulance, which is above the norm for what's required by the state of Florida. And we also have at least one paramedic on every engine. So a lot of people don't know that we have paramedics on engines as well. Are there a lot of job openings in the entire county right now? Or are we flush with, with guys and gals? Or do we need to have more people? Or We do need to have more people. Um, again, through attrition every year, we lose, lose a few. Um, I remember the days where my husband actually was um, on Jacksonville's waiting list to get hired for like three years. And now um, people in Josh's situation, they have... Um, they have the opportunity to pick wherever they want to go because everybody's hiring just because Northeast Florida is growing so much. So in our case, we are not only losing about seven people this year, but also in addition to that, we're opening up a new fire station at 207 and 95. So that's going to require a big heavy haul of hiring new How many people. stations are there in the county now? Right now we have 17. 17 stations. So that'll make it 18 mm -hmm. now with a new one. Yes. Wow. And it's not just the station. Gotta have trucks. Yes. Gotta have vehicles. Gotta have all the equipment. All the equipment that goes with it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, it's firefighting is firefighters and the fire department. They're 
hugely important to the community. So, wow. You don't want them, you don't want to fund them, but you want them there when you have an emergency. Is kind of, uh, uh, There's Scott, yeah, he, did, he came up from the ranks. I remember when Scott got hired, I'm feeling old. And uh, that's Chief Fuller there, and he uh, was interim chief in January, and then he had to go against um, a bunch of other candidates, and he was chosen by the county administrator at the time, Mr. Conrad, Hunter Conrad, to be our fire chief just about a month or so ago. Think we can get the chief to come on the show? I betcha. He was just on we'd, Channel 4 News. We'd love to have him. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. everybody knows we have Sheriff Hardwick on, and the, the sheriff had such a such a good time and enjoyed the show and the, the, the response to the sheriff. I got an email from him that from him that week and he said I'd like to do a couple of shows a year with you um, because the I, I honestly believe that talking to the sheriff and talking to the fire chief and, and the assistant chief and getting word and information out there it's very important mm -hmm. it's very important to the community so we have him scheduled again in August I have a few other job or job openings I have a few <laughs> other night openings but believe it or not, and you'll see with our list, I don't think I have anything until November now, but maybe we can bring him in in November. Absolutely. I, I'd love that. We have a cousin that was a fire chief that had to be on set for Miami Vice when they did fires and explosions for the show. Um, first off, Ransom Mayhem, that sounds Any familiar. relation? Yeah, that's my brother. He's over in Panama City. Our cousin was a, um, he made it all the way to fire chief in Miami. Um, and when they were doing the Miami Vice television show, uh, the, Miami Vi the Miami Beach Fire Department had to be on the set all the time because of the car scenes and the chase scenes and all the other things that were potential hazards right. that could start a fire or, right, or something cool else. Stories. So there's some pretty cool stories there. I went down to visit probably the last season of Miami Vice and spent a couple of weeks down there. It was interesting. I was a much younger man then too, so it was a lot of fun. So yes, so the fire program is, is very important. Are there any um, programs that you get out and then get involved in? Like uh, there's a kid fest coming up at the end of um, this City. month at, at, at Staples. Will you guys be out there? Oh, I, I heard you say that earlier. I was I was eavesdropping in on your your podcast. I didn't know about that one. I know we're, um, there's a Nocatee, um Kids Day and an Ancient City Kids Day. Ancient City Kids Day is a big one. That we'll that's be on, at. And you'll be at that. Yes. We'll be on the, that's on the, on the, the 28th of October. Is, yes. And then I think August 1st is the Nocatee one. The, the one on the 28th of October is going to be hard because we do spectacular on that Friday, Saturday, and Sunday night. Oh, wow. So it, it's going to be tough. So we don't do as much as we could do for them. Mm -hmm. And I still have to figure out how to, the nice thing about having 50 or so pilots is I can, maybe have them doing different things at different times but we'd like to be a part of it we were a part of it last year or the year before one of the last two years was their 25th anniversary and the logo has a picture of captain mayhem in it oh that was the logo i was pretty i was flattered by that one yeah so we have to do it now all the time they basically did that on purpose right, so right. i feel guilty for not doing it now <laughs> but um the one out the one put on by staples is out at the fairgrounds. Okay. Um, if you want, I'll send you a contact if you want to. Please. You know, mm -hmm. Because good community involvement. I mean, we're just going to be out there with our with maybe one of our pirate games and giving away stuff and just having a good time. That's and, great. No, any time you can get involved. The worst part, the only bad part about it is it's from 10 to 2 on a Saturday, which is going to be hot. Yeah. 
Yeah, it is. It's going to be hot. So it's any other good comments or questions we have? I, 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 during the video, I'll go back through and look at a couple of others. Do we have anything else there popping up on you? I rescued our parakeet from a fire. That was intense. Yeah, I, I bet it was. I have to say, Scarlett, that the birds don't get out very often without human help. There's another one. Jim, Jim Neuenfeld. Don't park in the fire lane. If a major explosion or something happens, you're now in the way for help to get to the bonafide victims. I just saw a video on YouTube how fire departments treat people that have parked by the fire hydrant. That's not St. John's County. Busting the windows? Yeah, it wasn't St. John's <laughs> County. I know that. In fact, I think it was in Germany. But that they took the, and busted all the windows and ran the hose right through the car. And you know what? Serves them right. Mm -hmm. New York. You know? Yeah, it, it, it could have been New York. Uh, Nightingale in Florida, she's part of the swashbucklers, agreed. Having taken care of burn patients, I really respect the firefighters. They are willing to risk their lives. Of course they are. That's part of it. Having been impacted by home fires, I have a great deal of respect for people who choose this as a vocation. Thank you both for your service. Thank you. It uh, definitely is a vocation. It is that. Um, look what you're getting yourself into. But you've wanted to do this since forever, right? Don't pour water on oil fires. RB Hunt had a fire safety class for us. <laughs> she grew up here. So baking soda in case of oil and grease fires. These are awesome. See, We're going to be looking for you in October. You these, guys have some these, great information. These are my guys. Get low and go. Uh, yes. <laughs> Stop, drop, and roll. What's the pass one? Pass is for fire extinguishers. Yep. Pull, aim, squeeze, and sweep when That's you're it. operating a, a fire extinguisher. So I'll tell you a funny story. While we were doing, I'm I was my mother. Uh, security. What's this one? Fireman training is challenging. I went through it about five years ago. I worked with forestry a lot. Yeah. I, she's up in the panhandle of Florida. So as head of security, one of my security officers called up on the radio and reported a suspicious package that was behind a soda machine in one, on the hotel about 17th floor up. And it had wires coming out of it and it just looked really suspicious. And so we called the fire department and the bomb squad and they came up. The bomb squad guy goes in there and he goes, with his foot, he goes, nah, that's okay. Really? <laughs> I, literally, that's what he did. Literally kicked it with his foot and said, it's okay. Wow. I went, how are you so sure? He says, it was pretty obvious that it was nothing more than a bag of garbage. But, you know, I'm standing there going, you could have blown us both up. Mm -hmm. So, um, but it takes some cojones to be a fire officer, a firefighter, an EMT, I'm not real good when it comes to other people's blood. I'm the opposite. I'm not good when it's my own blood, but other people's blood, I'm okay. But the worst part, or the good part maybe, I would say this, that in an emergency situation during the, when I was at the casino and I had to go to every, because I was the boss, I had to go to every incident, incident um, in an emergency, your adrenaline takes over. Mm -hmm. And I, there were a few times that I would, after it was all over, I'd go in the office and get sick and, and be done with it. But during that time, adrenaline kicks in, you don't think about it, you're doing whatever. Very educational. Thank you all for the, for, for, for thank you all for all you do for the community. That's Chad Cook. Chad Cook is the captain of the Ancient City Privateers, which was the picture I showed you earlier of all the people that gave up money. So, 
Davy, we've reached that point where I think we should at least go ahead and do this week in nautical history. What do you say? Aye. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Now, this week in nautical history. everything that was going on. We're very impressed with everybody's knowledge of some of the old ways of remembering. Somebody put Smokey the Bear up there, so I have to say, only you can prevent forest fires. Aye. So, <laughs> very educational. We appreciate that, Mr. Cook. My mother was fire department for Stock Stark in Georgia. We've got some great comments and a lot of people watching us. Um, our dad was a volunteer fire department in Laurel Hill. Our father passed away um, last November, but he was the volunteer fire department for Laurel Hill, which is um, near Crestview, Florida. Okay. And he was always, he was able to, he, what, I, I don't know what it was he, my, my dad did, and my brother may know, but he was able to secure them a brand new updated fire truck. Wow. Yeah. So my dad had connections for some reason. I, he, he, he was pretty good at it. He passed away last November. Mm. So, um, so this is what we this is what we do. You've been a part of our show now, and, and believe it or not, we're at one hour. Wow. Well, we appreciate you so much. Well, more than you'll know, and thank you for this. Well, the check is, is just a small thank you, um, but it's also because I'm a pirate. Consider it a bribe. We want you to come back and do some <laughs> of the rest of it. But there'll be more in the future too. And Absolutely. We'll Absolutely. And we're we're not going to chase you off because we have a few more things to do here. And we'd like you to uh, be a part of what we're going to do. Um, my son is captain with the Palm Coast Fire Department, 21 years now. Oh, That's how I know that name. He helped us with some of our promotion um, tests we did. There Thank you God. go. Very good. And Jim, Jim, a, a tour guide, well-known tour guide here in St. Augustine, and a big sponsor of, of or a big supporter of our show. I think he's on every week with us. So, and I can always depend on him to throw a good question in there. 
or to keep me on track if I say something wrong about history of St. Augustine. He's very good about that, and I appreciate it. And sometimes he's pretty quick about finding something as quick, if not quicker, than old Davy Longwood. So Davy's got a challenge. If I ever have to get rid of Davy, I know who I can hire. <laughs> I, I don't have anything for mail call, Mr. Davy, so we're going to skip over on mail call and go right into uh, This Week in History, sponsored by our friends at Dick's Wings. If you want a good lunch, they've got dozens of great lunches of burgers and fish, and you got to go. It's down here on US-1 by the shores, and they're a big sponsor of everything we do. And in November, we did it last year, we're going to do it this year, I believe the date will be the 13th of November, it's a Monday night, we do a live broadcast from Dick's Wings. Yes. And a few charity checks we give out that night, but we do a few other raffles and fundraisers, and raise a little bit more money for our Christmas and charity, and have a good time, and... We, we have about a two-and-a-half-hour party that we hopefully invite a lot of people to come, and Dick's Wings gets a little bit out of it. And we gave money to the Humane Society last year and St. Augustine Youth Services last year. Super so, charities. Very good charities here. So the cadets could be invited to come and hang out. I'm not going to buy you all dinner, <laughs> but you could come and hang out. And, uh, hey... There might be some little extra enticement there, too. You never know. Never know. You never know. I like to be a pirate and say we've got treasure for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so, Davey, you ready with that? Dick's Wings sponsoring This Week in History.
very good, Davy. Uh, there were a couple of really good ones in there. I, I, not that I noticed Lady Godiva sitting there naked on a horse. I don't notice those kind of things, but uh, that was a good one too. So, ladies and gentlemen, it's been a great show. We've looked over all the messages. I don't see that we've missed any. Nope, we've caught up with all the messages. I hope everyone had a great time tonight. One of the things we always have to do is show our guest list. So this is what's on the list for the rest of the year. We're all the way up to November 3. Look at that. Uh, next week is Vesta. She's a voice, film, television actress, and short film creator. In fact, we are partnering together to do a combination pirate and witch uh, short version movie. And the filming of that will be sometime in the first of the year. Florida Water Tours is going to be one of our new sponsors. They're going to come on the show. Joe Hughes, a comedian and actor who used to live out in California, now lives down around um, Flagler area. Jay Wilson, aerial photography. He's going to go out with us on the 1st of August and get the, the full moon coming out of the water with Pirates on the Rocks. And we'll have some fun with that. John Miriam, National Radio Broadcaster's Day. Um, if any of you listen to him, you can hear him on uh, 105 Beach Radio. Uh, Sheriff Hardwick is set for 28th of August. Sheriff Hardwick was set for the 7th of August, but he called and said he would be out of town. I can rework the schedule, and I always tell people um, we might have to move you around a bit, so everybody's always accommodating. Black Sails Adventures out of North Carolina is going to be our guest in September. We're doing a surprise special event in on September 11th. It says two-week series, but it'll probably be a one-week series. And I'll just give you a hint. I'm trying to round up as many of the pirates from Pirates of the Caribbean, the movies, the ones that I know that are friends of mine, to all stream in on the same night, and we're going to have a Pirate of the Caribbean night from all of my friends that are part of that movie, the, the, the guys that were pirates. Yeah, yeah. Um, A couple of them may even be watching tonight. I didn't see their names in anything. Um, our anniversary show is on September 18th, Talk Like a Pirate Day. Humane Society on the 20, 26th, or is that 25th? 25th. See, if I put my glasses on, Ann Colby, she's an author. She's written a book called Wicked St. Augustine. It's all about the gambling, the rum running, the mafia, the prostitution of old time St. Augustine. Wow, it's a great book. It really is. I think I even have a copy of it here. Um, she, I know she had left me a copy or two. Morgan Lanny, she's a ghost tour guide here in St. Augustine. She's going to come on board. We're going to talk about ghost tours and ghosts in St. Augustine. It's just appropriate to do that in October. And Carol Busby, she's already been on the show, ladies and gentlemen. She wrote a book about what would have happened or what would have life been like if Anne Bonny had not mysteriously vanished out of the prison cell in 1720, 1721, I believe. So she wants to come on board, and we're going to talk about the history of women in, in the pirate world. And there are a lot more women in the pirate world than most people know. The 23rd, we're going to promote Spooktacular. Uh, October 30th is a special edition. We're going to have some mystery guests in. And Dick's Wings Live, our podcast, on November 6th. So I have the 13th, 20th, 27th, 4, 11, and 18 are the only days I have left open. December 25th will be a Christmas special, probably pre-recorded. And New Year's Day, I just put it in today because I think on New Year's Day, which would be January 1st, we might not be able to get any guests. So we might just have to do the history of New Year's Day and resolutions and talk about the funny ones, the stupid ones, and the good ones. Resolutions, the history of resolutions. So that might be the show unless something else comes up. 
So maybe it's possible I can get the chief to come in on one of those days. I just took down the dates. So Good. I'll get with Let you. me know. Let me know. Ladies and gentlemen, we should reveal the joke of the week. Mini mayhem. <laughs> come. Okay, it's time for the answer to the joke of the week. Why did the pirate get lost? The answer is, he wasn't sure which way to go. <laughs> oh, mini mayhem. <laughs> you're going you're gonna to have a need for an extra eye patch to keep up with those bad ones. <laughs> My goodness. I, I see a few more people have just popped in. Maybe I should call in for the September 18th one since that's my birthday. Uh, Scarlett, you're probably going to be here. So there's your invitation. Um, how about you ride the horse, Jim? <laughs> no, I won't ride the horse, but maybe he talked into being one of for the event, the back half of the horse, of course. Okay. All right. Now we're getting down and dirty. So, ladies and gentlemen, we can't have a show like this unless we at least acknowledge all the people that help us out and all the things we do. So, we have a video, a thank you video that we play every week. We try to keep it updated. So, Mr. Longwood, let's say thank you to our people. Okay. The Captain Quarters podcast is indeed a ship sailing the seas of the world, always in search of history, knowledge, and adventure. It takes a crew to run a ship, so we take this opportunity to thank those who help keep this ship afloat. Our sponsors, the St. Augustine Pirate and Treasure Museum, Dick's Wings and Grill, Spyglass Travel, Ancient City Sirens, Rikers Reenactors, Paper and Strings, and Shiver Me Pictures. The supporting cast and crew, Captain William Mayhem, Navigator Davy Longwood, Gunner Hellfire Henley, Cartographer Mandy Joan. Of course, we've got Juan, and the powder monkey. Helping others gives the crew purpose. The charities that support are Inc., Investing in Kids, St. Augustine News Services, and the Humane Society. You too can be part of the crew and support the show in many ways. Go to Patreon and become a powder monkey or a first mate level. Go to YouTube and become a supporter or just a contribution to the cause. Thank you. It does take a crew. Thank you, Davey. Very good. So Juan S. Cam Estar. <laughs> that's that skeleton over there holding that camera. And that's Spanish for camera stand. <laughs> uh, well, that joke wins the Golden Corny Award, Navigator. I, you know what? I would agree with you. And of course, you know how much that one was worth, right? Since it's a corny one. That one's worth a buccaneer. <laughs> All right. Ladies and gentlemen, it's almost time, but we do have one more thing. We do like to brag at the end of the show. If you want to watch us, you can watch us on YouTube, Spotify, or Instagram. Those are the QR codes for all of that. If you want to listen to us, Stitcher, iHeart, CastBox, Apple Podcast, and Music, Amazon Music. I can't tell you how many times people at the Pirate Museum, after I've done a tour and they ask for one of the cards... They say, when we're driving back home, we're going to listen to some of your shows. Perfect. I love that. And we do understand, and we're working on it now, our nautical uh, uh, history of the week and our history of the week. If you're just listening to the show, ladies and gentlemen, at that you're going to hear is the music. You're not going to see the slideshow. So we're working on doing the same thing that we've done to the thank you video where we have words. 
We're working on doing the same thing to those two videos so that there is music in the background, but maybe a reading of everything that's going on. So that way, if you are listening to the show, you're not just hearing some dead music. Well, we're always thinking of ways to do things. 1,380 subscribers, ladies and gentlemen. Three plus, it's up 302 to the, in the last 28 days. My goal is 1,400 by the end of July, 1,500 by October, and 2,000 by the first week of January. That's my goal. We'll see what happens. We get a lot of views, 1.6K views uh, in the last 28 days. Watch time is 350 hours. Those numbers are important, ladies and gentlemen. All those numbers combined on that is what YouTube looks at so that they can determine whether or not we're worthy to have them send us a monthly paycheck. If our numbers keep going up, then we'll start to get a monthly paycheck. And guess what? Maybe, just maybe, I can buy a new bottle of rum once in a while. We'll see what happens. But we can't do it without everybody. And if you are interested in being a part of the show, or want to be a sponsor, or you're the captain of a crew, or the chief of an organization, and you want to have us make mention of something you're doing, all you have to do is send me a message. Even if it's just a mention, we'll put it on here. Community involvement and messages from the Sheriff's Department, the Fire Department, or teachers, or Inc., or charities, those go on our show whenever asked, and there is no cost for that. That's how we support. If you want to be a sponsor of the show, obviously I have to make some kind of an accord for that. We have to have a parlay to make some support. Because, hey, this stuff just doesn't run on its own. We have to, you know takes a crew to run a ship, and we have to have what it takes. So we're interested in even your ideas. If you have an idea on how to run the show, well, keep that to yourself. But if you have an idea on what to make the show better, we'd like to hear about it. Ladies and gentlemen, again, we can't do it without you. And I think we've reached the end of our show. Another over an hour show, which means, as I've always said, if it's just me and Davey on the show, and Gunner, Hellfire, and Mandy, we can usually get the show done in less than an hour because we're boring. But if we go over an hour, it's because we have great guests. And all of our shows that have guests have always gone over an hour. Josh, you have anything you want to say to everybody into the camera? Like, hey, support the, the, the cadets or whatever. You have a few seconds to say something. Thank you for all of y'all's support. That works. That's, that's all we need. This man is a great man of few words. I can see he's going to be a great firefighter. And I just have to ask one other question. Does, when he gets through all the schooling, are first considerations to have him be part of St. John's County? Or does, uh, is that always first consideration? Sure. Yeah, just like our, we talk about our lifeguards, you know, you've already, we've seen you. You've, you've come to, the, you've made a good impression. Everyone that rides with Josh says that he's polite and a hard worker. And he's got passion in his blood for this job. Well, you so know what? He's got to get through the interview process. So. He's worked at two events for me already. Mm -hmm. I'd write him a letter myself if awesome. you wanted. You know? I really would. I would write him a letter because of his attitude and his, his decorum. I really would. So, is there anything you want to say to the rest of our crowd before we sign off? I didn't realize how much of a history and, and uh, you know, a history lesson and, and how influential your group is. So, I'm excited to now dig a little deeper into your Facebook and, and what you guys do because uh, I don't know. I'm looking for another job in 55 months when I retire so maybe I'll be a pirate. Hey! So. We're always looking for, for new pirates. The St. Augustine Swashbuckles has about 52 members. 
The crew itself is, has made an agreement that 70 is our mark. We will not have more than 70 members. Uh, at one point in time, we took the, the crew up to about 158. Wow. The more people you have, the more drama you have. Mm -hmm. So we keep it down to about 70. Um, in order to get into the crew, though, believe it or not, I have nothing to do with it. Just like a real pirate crew, ladies and gentlemen, the crew has the vote. They vote. They worry. They work on it amongst themselves. I don't do anything without the crew's backing or the crew's approval. That's the way a real pirate ship worked back then, ladies and gentlemen. A pirate captain didn't run the ship the way he thought it had to be run. He ran the ship by the will of the crew. And the will of the crew was determined by the vote. For new members to come into the St. Augustine Swashbucklers, they have to get a 70% vote. 70% is high. Wow. So, there you go. We have three levels of membership. If you're interested, please send us a message. We could use a few more members, and we're getting ready to go into our big season. Spooktacular is going to be two or three weeks worth of work. Old City Pirate Festival in 2024. We could use the help. But on that note, ladies and gentlemen, it is time for us to sign off. I'd like to say thank you very much to Chief Whaley, Assistant Chief Whaley. Well, maybe we'll get you promoted. Who knows? <laughs> but Assistant Chief Whaley, thank Deputy you. Chief, it was fine. I do have one other thing for you. We give to everybody... We have our own challenge coins. Everybody that comes on our show, um, they get one of these. It's our logo on the front. There's one for you. And Josh, you've got to have one yourself, one for you. Now, we, I do them as poker chips. A lot of people do challenge coins as, as metal, bronze, or brass, or whatever else. I do them as poker chips because it reminds me of my Vegas time. And I tell everybody, a black poker chip, that's a $100 poker chip. But it's not worth $100. <laughs> Don't take it to Vegas and try to use it. But on the back side is our sign-off words. Davey, take her away. Part of the podcast. Part of the crew, always. We can't do it without all of you. We can't do it without good guests. Thank you for tuning in another week. Next week, 91st episode, let's have some fun. Aye. <laughs>